everybody, and welcome to the 30th episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I'm Rob. And I am Anna Marie. And we are super stoked to have hit our 30th milestone. Woo-woo-woo. Yeah, really cool. Um, you know, it's always fun to get to that our 10th one and our 20th one. And yeah, nice round numbers. One. It's really, really <laughs> cool. And we've um, we've had some difficulties um, recording lately. One with my voice has been... Uh, a little screwed up, and it's still not perfect, but it's doable, I suppose. Um, and uh, But the other is our audio equipment. So when we started this podcast, we had a single microphone that we'd bought and our old computer. And then we started off with the microphone facing the wrong way. And <laughs> we... And then we bought another Which microphone. Which we sheepishly <clears throat> let you in on. Yes. And then we, had, we bought another microphone and we had both microphones turned around the wrong way <laughs> on our old computer. And then we figured that out and we got the microphones turned the right way and the settings on the microphones the right way. But then our old computer has been giving us nothing but grief, especially over the last like month and a half or so. And so we finally said that the thing, uh, you know, is at the end of its life. It was an iMac from 2009, I believe. It owes us nothing. It it's owed been us awesome. absolutely nothing. It'll be a nice computer for the kids to play on. Yes, now. it's been a very good computer. However, it just could not keep up properly. Like there were some shows where it would just stop recording in the middle of the show, in the middle of my sentence. <laughs> and I'd have to go back and like splice things together and then try to remember what I was talking about and, and talk as if I was just talking about it and like kind of ramble through and I was able to splice it together fairly well because I think it was difficult to notice for the most part. I'm sure there's a few people out there with keen ears that yeah. were like, oh, something <laughs> happened there. But at the end of the day, we yeah decided to buy a new computer. So now we have, uh, and this is, we just got this a few hours ago. It just, it just delivered a few hours ago. And so we have it recording right now. Um, and it is <laughs> infinitely better yeah. than what we had before. And yeah, super stoked for my own sake because I do all the editing and all the everything. <laughs> yeah. Good luck if I tried to do that. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's just definitely my thing and it's um this just oh just takes a load off for me in particular on uh producing this show. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's cool we're happy to have this new computer and uh it should serve us well um cuz so far so good like everything's yep. just so intuitive and just like I'm not having to Mickey Mouse through things and, you know, like, yeah, it's just, it's so nice. So hopefully that helps with the quality of everything moving forward that we're not going to have to do any splicing of audio and all this dumb things. So, but yeah, I thought we would talk about that. And, um, but we have other things to talk about. So this show, we had planned on doing a top 10 for our 30th episode and we scrapped that because we had a particularly interesting game we wanted to review that we've been playing a lot of lately. So we're going to do that at the uh, in the final segment of the show. Um, like and usual. We, we usually start our shows with new to the collection. But we're not going to do that today because we have some breaking news. Right here we are at our breaking news. So, we have an announcement to make about our show. It's not news about anything else. It's no, about, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's no, nothing like an no exciting game breaking game or news anything. or anything. No. Yeah. It's about our show. So we have been in talks for the last little while about obtaining a sponsor mm-hmm. for the Meeple Dungeon podcast, and we have found one. And who is it, Anna Marie? Our sponsor is Meeples and Milkshakes. So yes. Jim and Cheryl at uh, at Meeples and Milkshakes. That's our local uh, game store. Yeah, it's in. Uh, we live in West Kelowna, uh, BC, and they are located in Penticton, which is about twenty five minute drive from our house or so. Um, it's kind of like going the opposite way. If we were to drive to actual Kelowna, it would be about twenty five minutes. Or if we were to drive to Penticton, it's about the same thing. Yeah. So it's, yeah, from our doorstep, about 25 minutes down to their shop in Penticton. A much more scenic route as opposed oh, to yes. start stop with traffic lights. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, it's, it's a great little store. And 
Yeah, we uh, we were actually, I think, their first customers when they first opened on day one because they were still gutting the, the store that they were taking over. And it was like a restaurant that they originally, it was a Greek restaurant or something that they, that they were gutting. I don't even remember. Yeah, and they had board games on just random places in the store. And then, yeah, they've since transformed this into this exceptionally cool uh, oh, yeah. board game cafe uh, down in Penticton. And, yeah, we've... Uh, We've uh, really got to know them well, um, and their staff uh, knows us really well. Yeah. <laughs> um, you they guys got any games waiting? Yeah. Yup. <laughs> right? Yeah, we, we generally take the boys down there pretty much every Sunday to go down and get a milkshake and pick up a game if we have anything waiting there. Because, uh, yeah, we've, uh, we've done a lot of business with them over the last little while, and uh, yeah, we pre-order everything through them, and uh, yeah. that's where we get all our... Our stuff from really so yeah we it just kind of made sense for us to um, partner up and we were chatting over the last couple of weeks and uh, yeah they uh, they agreed to uh, to partner up with us here so um, yeah it's exciting for us yeah to, it's uh, very exciting to, we're, we're super excited yeah, to, get, to, uh, to work with them on a different level and um, yeah yeah I'm excited where this is gonna go um, but uh, we're what we're gonna do is in our show now we're gonna have actual ads for them uh, yeah. in between our segments. Check those out. Yeah, eh? so you're going to be hearing one. <laughs> Anna Marie did the voiceover work for it. Thank uh, you, thank you. For the first ad that you'll hear <laughs> later on in this episode. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool. It's a really exciting time for us um, to to have, have an official um, sponsorship yeah. on this show. And uh, yeah, we can't say enough good things about them. No, the place is awesome. And they, it's so oh, much yeah. fun to it's go to. It's the best. So that's Meeple's in Meeple's and Milkshakes down in Penticton, BC, and their online web store is Meeple's.ca. They ship across Canada yeah. with the best prices available, pre-orders, the whole meal deal. Yeah. So that being said, uh, we have some new games to talk about. So we're going to go straight into the new to the collection segment that we usually start with. And today is April the 6th so four days ago was my birthday and Happy birthday. <laughs> <yeah>, thank you <laughs> and Anna Marie and the boys bought me a game for my birthday that I'd been wanting to get forever and there's uh additional versions of this game that have come out that I just restrained myself from buying <laughs> because I didn't want to play them until I played the original what game am I talking about? I'm talking about Undaunted Normandy, uh, designed by David Thompson and Trevor Benjamin and published by Osprey Games. This I'm a huge World War II, um, I don't want to call it a fan, but... Yeah. Uh, You're very, very interest. interested. Yeah. Yes, I have huge interest in it. And I always, just ever since you know high school... History classes and maybe such. buff is the word you're looking for. Yeah, I don't. Buff is a weird word. Too. It is a weird word, but know. you know. But uh, yeah, it's I, not used a lot. No, <laughs> I find it fascinating, and um, I've heard nothing but good things about this game. Yeah, and yeah, so they they ended up getting that for my birthday, and um, you ordered it through Meeple's and Milkshakes, I, did. I believe. Yep. And um, yeah, I don't know a ton about it. Um, all I know is that it's a deck building game and there's kind of like, uh, there's tiles that, that, uh, represent the scenario that you're trying to work your way through. And this is a much more, um, what's the word, uh, intimate, uh, war game where the, your, your cards represent soldiers, not just soldiers, but like actual men, like named soldiers. Like and I believe soldiers, that these yeah. are like actual men that were in the war yeah. the war yeah so there's your actual people represented on these cards and so it's not just an army guy right yeah. so this is sergeant so-and-so and he's on the card and you've got hopefully um you know you let him survive the yeah. ordeal of the game is kind of the thing so it's a much more intimate version of war than you generally see in board gaming um as far as i know but yeah again i haven't played it and i'm really looking forward to playing this so we're going to be playing this soon and we're going to be doing a it'll be showing up on the show here in one fashion or another uh we'll be talking about it but yeah i'm super stoked to, to finally have it and if you would like it as well you can go to meeples.ca <laughs> and you can uh find it there as well so but yeah it's uh it's uh 
I don't know. I was super excited when I opened this up. So really looking forward to playing it. Yeah. Well, my new to the collection that I'm going to talk about um, also picked up at Meeples and Milkshakes. They had an yeah, end Yeah, this of, was the crazy sale. Yeah, they, they had an had. end of March sale and there was yeah the crazy good deal. So I think it was I'd, the spring cleaning sale. Yes, it was. Yeah. I'd been uh, I'd been looking at this and I, I didn't really know much about it. and I But I kept seeing it. I'm like, that's got... And, and people keep talking about it. And I was like, man... I, I like I don't like coffee, but I like the smell of coffee. But I'm talking about coffee traders. <laughs> so yes, yeah, this one um, it's designed by Andre Spill and art by John Rabot and Dan Van Perdon, and published by Capstone. So I mean, I Capstone is usually hit after hit for me. So oh yeah, they've been rocking the board game world for the last two yeah. years. They and rarely <laughs> miss on anything. And this is a pretty like heavy game in um, more senses than one. So it is physically a hefty game. <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's a, pretty it's a heavy. Large box, yeah. And um, but it's also pretty heavily weighted. Like I think on board game geek it said it was four point two nine out right? of five. Yeah, like, that's it's a pretty, pretty heavy. heavy game. Yeah. Um, but it's got uh, action selection, area majority or influence, a worker placement. It's got contracts and loans, which I'm not usually too good at, so that should be fun. <laughs> and yeah. Resource gathering. So um, it says it's three to five. Yeah, three mm-hmm. to five and twelve plus two, two and hours. Roughly. Two hours for the game. Yeah. Um, so we'll yeah, have to get good. somebody over to play because I think this one's a little bit out of our oldest's reach still. Yeah, this this <laughs> so, would be a fun one. I think we got to get um, maybe Kurt and Scott. This yeah. is kind of in their wheelhouse here, I think, to, to come by and play this one. Um, it does. Looking at the back of the box, it does look. Uh, well, it says right here, two-player variant included. Yeah, there is. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. I was actually looking at that and going to mention it, so I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad so you that did. you can play two-player. And player. the That's official cool. two-player variant. So there must have yeah. been some that got started, and then they're like, you know what? Yeah, we do need to add it. So that'll be interesting actually to see that what the two-player is like versus three to five. Yeah, no, I'm. I, I, this is a game I know nothing about. Yeah. I know you said you were looking at it. You kept mentioning it, but I hadn't really seen it, and then. Um, yeah, you got it, got it in that latest uh, sale. Um, and yeah, here it is. And it, I mean, it's all about trading like coffee. Yeah, right? it's, it takes place in the 1970s um, when fair trade coffee started to be a thing so oh, that okay. you can, um, you know, um, the coffee farmers are getting a, a better, like they're actually getting fair wages right. for um, selling their coffee beans. And it's all about them exploring different places, trying different coffee beans to make different blends. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm very curious to to give that one a try too because it I don't know I, it's been I've been eyeing it and eyeing it you eyeing have been. it you've and been, I you've just mentioned it several times so I I'm think, glad you picked it up yeah I think there was not a better time to pick it up uh, that was kind of like nope, that made me pull the trigger I was like I can't say no to that <laughs> so nope. it was such a it was a good deal so yeah and uh, I believe you got their last one I think they are currently sold out right now yeah, they're but currently sold out but there's one thing I know they are sold out and then they are not sold out. That's right. <laughs> so. And we will be also playing and talking about this one uh, in the near future as well. So that both these games, Undaunted, Normandy, and Coffee Traders are both going to show up here on the, the podcast, I would say in the next mm, six weeks, I would wager. So fair. That's a fair wager. Yeah. Keep an eye out <laughs> over the next six episodes or so, and you can probably hear a uh, fairly in-depth talk um, about both of these. But I think that's enough about new to the collection so i think we're gonna go and uh, talk about um a crowdfunding uh campaign that we're interested in so we will see you over there then here we are at our crowdfunding segment of the episode and we have an interesting one to talk about we uh we're catching the tail end of this one so yes, I believe there's very only, tail end <laughs> like there's less than two days left to back this one so hopefully by the time you listen to this um it hasn't passed by. or maybe you could or there's a late, a late pledge. pledge manager or something yeah but what are, what are we talking about Henry? we are talking about oak Designed by Wim Goosens, art by Masiej Yannick, and published by Game Brewer. Mm-hmm. Oak. This is one you'd mentioned, oh, I want to say at least a week or two ago, that we were looking at. And yeah. then it just 
uh, passed us by and we just remembered it uh, in time for this episode and thought it was cool enough to, to talk about. So um, they have a really cool little blurb on their... And this, so this is on GameFound. Yes, not yes, a Kickstarter. Not a Kickstarter. This, is, this is a GameFound game. And um, they have a cool little blurb. Do you want to do you want to read that out and to uh, give people an idea of what uh, what's going on here? Sure. So it says, in the center of a vast but secret forest stands a mighty oak, a majestic tree that was already a sapling when the world was young. It is even said that from its wood the gods crafted the first humans and animals. Druidic orders from far and wide flock together around its roots to bathe in its glory. Arch druids sanctify sacred places and erect rune-etched monoliths, while bards tell fantastical tales to recruit a greater following. Ovates read the omens to gain a glimpse of the things to come, while talon masters use force to defend their order's beliefs. In Oak, you are the leader of a druidic order, each different from another. You will try to establish that your order deserves to be chosen by the Oak to learn its secrets. Your order will start out small and insignificant, but if you choose your actions wisely and use your druids efficiently, you will see them grow in power and stature. You will gain the friendship and help of otherworldly creatures like the mischievous Boggart, the mighty Cargwin, and the magical Pixies. You will learn powerful spells of the forest and uncover mighty artifacts. You might even risk upsetting the natural balance by creating new sacred places to house your growing flock of druids. Will you be able to prove to the oak that your order is worthy? Will you be able to unlock the secrets of the ancients? That sounds pretty cool to me. <laughs> so yeah. It was after reading that, I was like, oh, this... There's something to this, I think. This game looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a mix of worker placement, hand management. Um, you have some asymmetrical player powers. Yeah, it, it, it looks neat. And the, the components look really good. That's really what drew my eye to it. Yeah. First, just the big oak tree and then uh, and then all these components. And yeah, so like this, it, it seems to be a, a solid mixture of worker placement and hand, hand management, like you said. Yeah. Because it seems like you thematically you're like um you're building shrines i think on your player board uh towards the oak growing your following yeah you're sending your your druids um it said they're ascending the tree so Mm -hmm. like you're sending them up the giant oak to do whatever they're going to do up the tree but just it looks really really neat i like i like the idea of it i think the hand management and you can upgrade your hand and you can um yeah upgrade your workers and uh it just looks solid it looks it reminds me just looking at it kind of like um it reminds me sort of uh, actually you mentioned this earlier it kind of reminds me of dwellings of eldervale just to look at it i'm not saying this has anything to do yeah. with dwellings of eldervale but just from a worker placement standpoint and the quality of the components it really has that pop not that there's miniatures in this game no but the actual little uh meeples look really good because they have the um uh what's it called on the outside of the they have the silk screening the screening yeah Yeah. so the screening looks really good and there's the little um pvc upgrade bits that you can hang on them so you can give them capes and sashes yeah and crowns and things for these and one thing i noticed that i really liked um the all the upgrades in here they're not plastic they're wooden Mm -hmm. so you've got these like custom shaped wooden pieces, which are like kind of an oval, which has a hole in them, have holes in them and they look plastic, but they're not. All the upgraded bits are, are wooden, um, other than the PVC. But I thought that was, that was pretty neat. Yeah. They look, they look really good. I, this is a game I, I hadn't looked far into, but it's really starting to catch my eye. Now with these, you know, with two days, less than two yeah. days left, I'm really <laughs> starting to consider if we need to back this. Yeah. There's I'll do the, a little bit more reading, but it just looked, um, I don't know, I because we had looked at it before and then it came up again. I was like, yeah, that's right. I was interested in that one. It just looks really, really good. It looks pretty. The board looks pretty yeah. too. It's just. Quality is very high. Um, lots of tokens, lots of cards, lots of meeples with the, uh, I always forget, what is it? The, on the meeple? The silk screening? The screening, yeah, <laughs> attached to them. They just look really good. And then when you attach these little, um upgrade pvc pieces like there's that there's a set of antlers like yeah. a, like an antler like crown almost crown or uh hood thing you can put on some of them they yeah. look really cool it makes them look very druidy you know yeah. like they look really really Go good figure hey yeah it just, it's, it just adds, <laughs> it to, adds it. to it it adds to it it really does. definitely does 
And yeah, I like I love worker placement. I love hand management. I I think this looks great. I love the idea of it. I love the idea of a giant oak tree that they're all, you know, worshiping, you know, just in the middle of the forest. Really, really cool. It makes me think of actually the first thing I thought of when I saw this was because I've been playing um uh Elden Ring. Yes. On Xbox, it's a new game from 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 software, <laughs> and uh, awkward to it hear. always bugs me. Yeah, but it's if anyone's uh, familiar with the Dark Souls uh, stuff out there, this is the newest one from them, and it's Elden Ring. And but in the game in Elden Ring, there's these huge, monstrous golden trees. Yeah, and they're that gorgeous. Are, yeah, the, the landscape the in Elden Ring is just awesome, unbelievable. In, in I certain guess areas. it's graphic design, not animation. Maybe it's, well, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, oh, it's just so cool. And that's what this made me think of is that these massive trees, almost like in, um, what's that movie? Uh, Avatar with the huge yeah. tree, right? So that's what this makes me think of. I like the idea of a civilization um, revolving around the base of a massive tree. I just think it's really, really cool. So I think it looks neat. And there's two versions, right? I believe. Yeah. There's the retail and the um, deluxe. Yes. And the retail uh, currently says 50 euros and the deluxe is 85 euros. So it's I mean, a bit of a jump, but you're getting um, like all those wooden pieces are in there. Oh, you're yeah. getting some dual layer boards. I think I think that the deluxe version is certainly worth it um, because it just looks phenomenal. Yeah. The components just look really good like just yeah. outstanding components in this deluxe version i think you could have fun with the retail version oh yeah because that would be only about what 75 bucks canadian um but then 85 dollar deluxe or 85 euro deluxe version will probably be 110 115 dollars yeah. canadian um but at that rate i still think it's really good uh the shipping would be the only problem yep um, because I'm not sure. Does the list does list the shipping on here for Canada? I'm sure it will somewhere. But it's all always well, it's game found, be so expected. it's really laid out nicely here. I've already found it oh, compared to go. Kickstarter. <laughs> uh where is Canada here? Australian Canada, uh one copy twenty five euros. So we're looking at yeah. forty dollars shipping. <laughs> so all yeah, of a sudden this is a hundred and fifty dollar game. So is it? It might be. I don't know if it is a hundred and fifty dollar game. Um sure looks the part. It looks very good. Yeah. But, but I don't know. Well, we have probably a day and nine hours to discuss. We do. We have some time to think about it. <laughs> I'll do a little bit more reading on it, I suppose. But it, um, I'm certainly thinking about it. My finger is is twitching. itching. Yes. <laughs> itching, not twitching. To, to, uh, to back twitching. this one. So we'll see. <laughs> Maybe we'll update in the next episode if we back this one or not. But oh, I'm really close right now to doing it. So it's definitely worth taking a look at because even that retail version looks good. Yeah, both look really good. I think. Yeah. Well, geez, I'm just such a sucker for <laughs> the upgraded <laughs> stuff. So <laughs> I don't know. I think if we get this, I'm going all in with that deluxe version because it just looks phenomenal. So, but yeah, that's um, that's Oak from what? What is the publisher? Game Brewer, I think. Game Brewer. That's right. Oak from Game Brewer currently on. Uh, game found for another mm, 20 hours or so. So nope, more than that. a day and like, Oh, 30, 10 30 hours, hours yeah. or so left. So yeah, go check it out. Um, and, uh, hopefully if you're listening to this too late, you can get in on a, uh, a late pledge of some sort, but, um, that leads us to the final segment of the episode. We're going to run on over there now. Maples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay and play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7pm. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. 
Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty, here we are at our final segment of the episode, and we are going to be doing another Meeple Dungeon Review. Yes, and what are we reviewing today, Anna-Marie? We are reviewing Boone Lake, designed by Alexander Pfister, art by Clemens Franz, and published by Capstone Games. Yes, Boone Lake. Uh, we are big fans of Alexander Pfister. We are big fans of Capstone Games and uh, Clemens Franz. And so this was a easy pre-order. Um, yep. When we first heard of this, it's like, <laughs> yep, click. I don't know what it's about, but whatever. We're going to get this game. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Pardon when me. we read into it, you know. Oh, yes. Seemed... But it was an automatic back. Yeah. It's just whatever. We were, we were prepared for whatever it was going to be. So this game uh, arrived about a month ago. And we've played two, three times now at four players. And we've only played with four players. Mm-hmm. We haven't tried otherwise. Um, usually it's the other way around where we're only you know, able to play with two. And we're lucky if we get to play with four. But we were actually able to get several groups together to play this game. Um, this one is... An interesting one. This one seems to be, uh, so if everyone out there is, well, most people are aware of Alexander Pfister and, and the games that, uh, he designs, uh, this one reminds me the most of Great Western Trail. Okay. Um, but it seems to have other elements of his other games in there, but certainly has a Great Western Trail feel. And flow. I've heard that it. like elements that they people see like elements of Maracaibo in there. Uh, yeah, I would say Maracaibo. Uh, yes, yes. Um, also similar, but certainly uh, a great deal of Great Western Trail in this one. So let's talk about the theme quickly, and then we'll talk about how this game plays. So, um, do you want to read a little snippet from the uh, the uh, rule book there on what the theme is here? Sure. So just before the snippet, you've basically been a group of people who are kind of fed up with living in civilization. They don't like the way things are going. So you've you've left and you're going to Boone Lake. So finally, you have arrived at Boone Lake. The abandoned region along the shore of the lake of the same name almost seems uninhabited. There is only a small group of people watching over nature and trying to develop life according to their own ideas. The land has hardly been explored, but the gorgeous surroundings will provide valuable opportunities to improve the lives of Boone Lake's inhabitants. On your turn, you have to choose one action, and all of you will benefit from it. Exploring, settling, breeding cattle, hiring, modernizing, building, sailing. What goals will you pursue? It's all up to you in Boone Lake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's all up to us. All so, up to you. Okay, so that kind of gives you an idea of uh, of what we're doing here thematically. But okay, the let's talk about how this game plays. There's a main board, and on that board, the uh, the game is separated into four sections. These four areas. One is called New Hope. One is called the Southern. One is called the Unknown, and the other is called Boone Lake. So these are the four areas of the board, and they're all separated by um, rivers yes. and lakes. And it kind of flows from the top right of the, the board and flows uh, kind of across the board and then ends up down in the bottom right of the board. And you're going to have a little ship in that river starting at the top, and it's going to work its way down through the game all the way down to the bottom. And that's kind of how the game, uh, you, you watch the flow of the game happen by traveling down this river into various lakes and then down to the very end. Um, so there's the main board, there's player boards, and then there's this action board mm-hmm. on your, we're going to talk about the action board here in a minute, but so you have the main board where all the things are going to take place where you're moving your boat around and you're building things uh, in the uh, various areas. But then on your player board, you are going to have this nice dual air board with, um, several things on it. It's going to have some farmers on it, some houses, some, uh, ranches, some cattle, and then some resource management as well as some big lever 
contraption things that you're going <laughs> to use on your... You're your going to get doors board. that you're going to get to... Well, they're, they're levers. Oh. They're not doors. They kind of look like doors, but it's actually supposed to be a lever that you're pulling up and down. Oh, <clears throat> I thought it was a door. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. It looks like a door, but it's a big lever that you're supposed to be pulling from the top to the bottom. And there's uh, 12 of those uh, spots on your board to fill in. Um, so you fill in your board. Uh, so it's classic Alexander Fister that way, where you, you fill in your player board, and then you're going to be slowly taking things off your player board and putting them onto the board, revealing things that are underneath it, giving you some sort of bonus or yeah. ability or something. Um, so that's what's happening there on your player board. Um, on your, uh, you also have... The action board. So the action board is where the game really comes together. It is this uh, little board that you're going to pass around um, through every turn. And it's got seven actions for you to choose from. And that's what you're doing on your turn is you're selecting one of these actions on your turn. And that's it. That's all you're doing is selecting one of seven actions. It's like That's really how simple this game is actually is but what happens is <clears throat> pardon me it depends on which action you take and where it's located on the action board because as you take actions they're going to end up going to the bottom of the pile and therefore becoming less ideal to select right so if you take say the top uh, action beside it it has a little number four and that means that you're going to move your board your boat four spots on your turn. Um, so the top two actions in, in order have um, four movements beside them. The third one down has three. The fourth one down has two. The fifth one down has one. And then the sixth and seventh actions available also have one, but they cost you victory points to use. So if I've used a certain action on my turn, I've done all the things, and I moved it down to the bottom. If you wanted to take that same action following mine, you would have to pay victory points to use it because now it's at the bottom of the pile. And so it's forcing everyone to really take different actions throughout the game. So what actions do you have to use? Uh, you basically have actions that allow you to place down tiles. Um, so one, yeah. So the first, the first action you have, you can place down a pasture tile and put down a cow from your board onto a pasture tile on on the board and as well as card play so the way the cards work on all these action boards or action um spots is that there are two that take place in the day there are two that play, take place in the evening and two that take place in the night um you're also going to have a hand of cards. So your cards are also going to have matching icons on here. So a sun, a sunset, and a moon. And so if you take one of the uh, sun actions, you're going to have to, not have to, but you can play a sun card from your hand if you'd like when you do that action. So you get the option. So you start to build a tableau on your, yeah, uh, so you're going to play. Board. So if you take this one action, you, you have the option to play a sun card because it's a sun tile that you've selected. You can either play it from your hand or you could sell it for $2. And that's simple as that. Then you're going to play down a pasture tile and then you're going to play a cow from your player board down onto a pasture tile. And then you're also going to be able to play another card if you'd like any card because it's got a little brown symbol here. There's no brown um, cards. Cards, And that just that just signifies any card from your hand or sell any any card. But the cool thing about this is that there's seven different actions that do all these different things, right? But also everyone gets to do things on your turn. So mm -hmm. on on most of these tiles, six out of the seven, I believe, there's if I if I've chosen the tile, I get to do all the things. But there's a little line, uh, usually about halfway through on the tile, saying that after this line, everybody gets in to player do that. order gets to also do that action. So on that particular tile, I'd get to place down a pasture tile and I'd get to place down a cow if I chose to, but you and everyone else at the table would also get to place down a cow or uh, play, a play a card. Or, so or there's, discard a card. there's all these different things on all these seven different Yeah, there's only, tiles. there's only one tile out of the seven where the, um, 
the person whose turn it is doesn't get to do the second half. Yes. And I think it's because it's a pretty decent tile. It is because so, it allows you to play down. First off, it allows you to play a card or sell a card, place down two um, building tiles. Yeah. Or they're not building tiles, but tiles where you can build They're buildings. not pastures. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. not pastures where cows go. This is where you can actually build You can place buildings. a farmer or, or <clears throat> build a house, things like that. And that also on that same tile allows you to play down a farmer. Yeah. And right then and there, that's all that person gets to do. And then everyone else at the table gets to draw two cards and play any card they would like yeah. out of their hand. So, but all the rest of the tiles you can do. Yep. All the rest of the tiles are all, you get to do the whole tile. And then everyone else at the table gets to do everything on the other side of that white line. We don't need to describe every one no. of these, but just know that there's seven different actions for you to take. And when you take one, um, you're also going to move your ship down the river as many uh, spots as it has beside where you've taken that tile from up to right you don't have to go up the, to yeah. yeah and then you're going to take that tile and you're going to put it at the bottom and you're just, you're going to scoot everything up so yeah. the uh, reason the reason you might not want to go like say i could move four down the river but on each spot on the river there's something that you get to collect yes so it could be like i'm going to collect two cards or two coins or um, a farmer like a worker so there are different things that you get on the board so depending on where you're at in the game you may want something specific. So yeah. maybe you can move four, but you only want to move two or three so that you get the um, the item that you, that you yes, need. Yes, because maybe you need cards, maybe you need yeah. money, maybe you need a farmer. There's all these different things you can land on down, going down the river in these different little spots. And yeah, it's totally up to you how you yeah. want to do that. And then you throw your tile down to the bottom and everything scoots up. And now that tile that you just played... If the next person wants to play it, it's going to cost them three. Yeah, much less desirable. Do. It's much less exactly. <laughs> you don't so want to lose victory you games to not just continuously do the same thing. Yeah, just not possible. You, giving up three victory points would be horrific. Yeah, to do in this game. Um, so that's how it works. Honestly, that's how it works. On your turn, you're going to look at the cards in your hand, and you're going to because you get a starting hand of seven, I believe, cards. Something like that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And you're going to say, well, I'd really like to play this card out. Um, and so I'm going to play a, I'm going to hope to play one of these action tiles that matches the card that I want to play, because that's the only way you can get that card out is if it matches. If I play a, a night tile, I cannot play a daytime card. And it does uh, cost, there's a cost of playing down cards. Each card has a different cost, whether it's yeah coins or, um, you know, there, you they'll have, have some resources. Yeah. They'll have use. resources, coin costs, and the resources is another thing we can talk about. So yeah. On your player board, you this is another interesting uh, mm -hmm. mechanic that they've come up with here, is that you don't collect resources in this game. There are resources, but you don't physically collect them. It's very interesting. You have wood, you have brick, you have stone, and you have steel. Classic resources. Yeah. But you don't collect them. What you have on your player board is a spot showing each one of those, and it kind of shows it along a riverbank. And it shows yeah. that there's logs in one spot and bricks and stones and steel. And below that you have canoes. And in those, not in those canoes, but those canoes, depending on where they are on your player board, you can move them below. The, the furthest to the left is the logs. Yes. That's where the two canoes start. You can move your canoes along. You can move one, say, down two spots to where you have the stone. And whatever, wherever your canoe is dictates how many resources you have and what resources you have. So if you have one canoe underneath the wood and one canoe underneath the stone, currently you have one wood, one stone yeah. to pay for your cards. Right. At the beginning of the game, you get to uh, pump up one of those stats to be... Uh, A plus one. Plus one. And so you can start the game with plus one to any one of those. So generally speaking, you can kind of start the game with three out of the four resources. Yes. Because if you had a plus one on the uh, logs, let's say, then you could move a canoe down to the brick and a canoe down to the rock, and you'd have one, uh, one wood, one brick, one stone. Yeah. And it's it's very interesting the way that works, and you can pay to move them from left to right for free. Like you can move the canoes down. Yeah, you don't river, have to pay them. Basically. You can just move them. I mean, uh, yeah. So. You can move the canoes downriver from left to right for free, moving them to, to adjust your resources however you'd like to hopefully pay for the cards you'd like to pay for. But if you ever want to move them back upriver, you're going to have to pay two coins to do so. 
Um, so if you've read it, you've you've moved it too far down, you've got down uh, one of them at steel and one of them at stone. But you really need but a, you really a log. Need, uh, yeah, you need a brick or a rock or a uh, a log. You're gonna have to pay two bucks to send that canoe back upriver. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's a very interesting mechanic how that works so you're not there's no bits and pieces it's yeah. just where your canoes are sitting and then as you go through the game you can also upgrade those and you can get plus ones on all of them and then eventually plus two on all of them so you can end up with a whole whack of resources depending on where your canoes sit and which upgrades you've made to that section so yeah that's that's how that works um, <laughs> there's a lot going on in this game um but if you just have to realize that on your turn you're going to have to hopefully play one card at your hand, matching the tile that you've selected, doing all the things that are on the tile, dropping that tile down to the bottom, and then moving up to as many spots down the river as it uh, it dictated to you. Yeah. And then you're going to move on to the next person's turn. You're going to go around and around the table doing this. And so, okay, <laughs> there are a lot of things to consider here. Um. There, we were talking about the levers on your player board. So these door, or the doors, these door looking as I called things. them. I was doing air quotes, yeah. but you couldn't see me because I'm not on video. They're basically the, yeah, they're these, basically these, um, bonus things you can acquire and it, you can acquire them just through one of the actions. One of the action boards or uh, tiles lets you install one of these levers and it gives you kind of little bonus advantages that you can use, um, once per turn um, through the game, including one where you can make it so to pay for your canoes to go back upstream doesn't cost you $2. So you can take the action. It's um, a pretty nice one to have early on in the it game. It is. It's one I've gone for most times. Where Spoiler you, alert. Yeah, you, <laughs> you use the, the action um, tile that has the little lever logo on it saying that you can install this thing. And you have to pay a cost that's shown on the board as to which one you're covering up. And you, you place this little lever onto the board. And now if you activate that lever on your turn, you'll get to do whatever bonus action it had underneath there. And there's a, there's a 12 of them. There's a yeah. whole bunch that they help you make things cheaper or, or switch up what you can and can't do things like this. But again, there's a lot going on here, so we can't go through every no. single thing. So that's just another part of your player board. <laughs> um, the game has a ticking clock of a, a timer, I should say, um, of basically cutting this game into four rounds. Yeah. Um, the first time somebody goes down the river and gets to this, um, what do you want to Is call it a this? Bridge, thing? maybe. No, it's more of a, like uh, a dam? dam. Yeah. The first time one of the players crosses this dam, it uh, fires up a scoring round. And of which you're going to do a whole bunch of different scoring um, things in this game, of which there's a whole bunch. Um, again, we don't need to you tell get, you about all of these because some of them yeah. are quite complex. But it's also your income phase. Yeah, you, so get, you get income. Yeah, and... you get income. You get to score some points for various things you've done on the board. Move up um, some tracks. Move, yeah, there's, there's two different tracks. There's a money track and a card track. Basically, in, uh, through the game, you've been manipulating that to go up as far as you can. And so you're going to end up getting some money and maybe some victory points, depending on how far you are up on these tracks or cards and victory points, yep. depending on how far you are up on these tracks. And, but there's some funky <laughs> end game scoring stuff going on at the bottom of this board that long story short. So we, we've, <laughs> this was a, this was a, a, the most difficult part of the game, in my opinion, was figuring out, this bottom yeah. scoring thing. So what it is, and I'm going to make it very simple, is that you're given two options at the beginning of the game that you get to pick a single end of game scoring tile that's going to end up on the board. When you're doing it, it seems a lot more difficult than that. But what it is, is everybody is basically going to get to select a end of game scoring tile. For the game. For the game that's going to be sitting there on the board waiting for you at the end of each one of these um, scoring sections. And you're going to have to score one of them through the game or through each section. If you can't score on it properly, like maybe you need, I don't know. Um, three doors. Three doors, right? Let's say you need to have three doors and you don't have three doors. Um, you're going to get negative points. And 
there's more to it than that, but that's the simple that's way of yeah. explaining this is that there's just some end game scoring that gets thrown out there that you kind of have to deal with through the game. You're, <laughs> you're hoping to uh, satisfy them as you go along. And if you can't, you're going to end up with the, the odd little bit of negative points. But generally speaking, everybody's able to kind of score something on one of them every turn. And the thing is that you're, if you score this one, the uh, you're not going to score that one the rest of the game. You're going to have to score one of the other three. And then you're going to score another one the next time we go to this. And then there's going to be two left. And yes. you're going to have to try and get in and on And they get these. increasingly more difficult as yes. the game goes on. Yeah. So the, it, it, is a, it is quite complex. Especially the iconography is a little difficult to figure out, but that is the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Some end of game scoring that you're going to deal with every time you go to one of these checks. So the first round is going to end the second that someone crosses that first um, dam. And it's going to, yeah, you're going to do some card play. You're going to do some, uh, some scoring. You're going to get some income, get some points, uh, reactivate your levers that you've pulled or not pulled. And then you're going to start a new round. And then you are going to, <laughs> it kind of forces you down a certain path. Um, so you kind of do a loop-de-loop in yes. the middle of the board. And you're going to, all the boats are going to go over to a different area, down a different uh, river. And you're going to get to a second um, dam. dam. And you're going to do the same thing again. And then you're going to go and do this loop. And you're going to come back to that first dam that you went to at the beginning of the game. But then you're going to take and that makes the uh, that uh, triggers the third scoring section, and then you're going to go down a different uh, route after that, down to the end of the game, down to yeah. uh, kind of the bottom area. It's kind of neat. After you, uh, after the whoever gets to the past the second dam first. <laughs> yes. Um. Once you do that scoring phase, everybody congregates in uh in one lake. You kind of everybody moves where they are into one lake, and you start. Um, at the same spot again so it kind of brings yeah. catches people up who are maybe a little bit behind and then you're starting like the halfway point of the game all in the same spot yes and then you continue on again because you can for the first half of the game kind of leave people in the dust uh, depending on what actions you take and how far you want to go um, and and uh, how far you're allowed to go and if you maximize that every time you can really take off oh yeah and es- you can get ahead really quickly especially if like one person is like oh i really want this so i'm only going to take um, move one spot down the river instead of four yes. but i'm getting what i need so i'm fine with it whereas somebody else is like i'm just gonna go four 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 so it um yeah it just catches everybody up at that uh, yeah at that so one spot people will be used to uh, like in great western trail where you can just kind of uh, steamroll through and you can kind of set the pace of the game you can do that in this game but only for the first half and then you kind of get reset and then the last half is the same thing you can kind of scream to the end if you'd like to to trigger the end of the game depending on how things are going for you so that is kind of the basics of this game you're going to be building or you're going to be placing out tiles, tiles that allow you to build buildings when the first thing you can do is place farmers out and then you got to turn farmers into houses and then you got to turn houses into ranches and you got to place cows on pastures and you're getting all sorts of different points for doing all these different things in different sequences and every time you lay out a tile there's like an icon on the board you're going to get something yeah so different little ways to to get more resources and things and as you get things out on the board you're uncovering things off of your own player board which every time you go to the scoring round you're going to get a whole bunch more points scoring and you're going to do these things and the farmers are kind of like your uh your do all kind of thing like you have to have farmers on hand if you want to yeah if you want to put a cattle out cow out you need to farmers like and right if you're putting out because on, some... on your player board, it dictates to you. Like, yeah. If you want to do this, you must have this many farmers. If you want to do this, you must have this yeah. many farmers. If to there's spend. already one cow on that pa- on that pasture, well, then now it's going to cost you two farmers because you're putting yeah. a second cow out. And so, they, and it's all on your player board, which is yeah. nicely laid out. So we don't really need to tell you exactly no. how that works. But yeah, you're going to have these farmers. and The farmers are going to be used to trigger doing pretty much everything. So you if you farmers. don't have any farmers, you better get some because <laughs> you're going to need them in yeah. order to do all the things. And you're going to do this round and round and round until you've gone through the four different dams and that's going to trigger the end of the game. And then there's going to be a whole whack of end game scoring going on. And um, that's kind of the end of the game. I'm going to level with you. 
this is a very particularly difficult game to explain. This is one of the longest teaches. Yes, we've taught it twice in it in it in its entirety. Yeah. And it's it took a long time for people to grasp exactly what we were doing. So well I I'd say it didn't take a long time for them to grasp it. It took a long time to explain it. But after we yes. did like a couple Oh no, that's a good point. They were they were following along, but it took a long time to explain it because yeah, there's there's so many things that are happening in this game. Because we're taking the short road right now. We've yeah. cut corners left and right while we're explaining this to you because there's way too much to explain and it'll just confuse yeah. you. But once like you played a couple like a couple motions, you're like, oh, okay. I get that. I get that. Yeah. I get that. And so it's it's not it's pretty quick to learn. It's just long to teach. Yeah, very, very long teach. So as long as you understand that there's the a main action board that you're going to be selecting one action token from every round and you're going to be doing whatever you can on that board and then everyone else at the table is also going to get to do a couple things off that action and then that action is going to go to the bottom of that uh, action board and become Mm -hmm. not nearly as enticing for a little while until it moves its way back up that's all you're doing yeah and you're playing cards and you're playing things off your board onto the table and you're going to do this for four rounds that's how this game works. And we're not going to go any further on talking about no, how No, I that think goes. that's good. So, we need to revisit the theme. <laughs> so, <clears throat> does this theme lend well to the game? The short answer is not at all. Yeah, I think it just it doesn't. Could, it could be anything. This this theme was uh, uh was uh confusing. I I'm going to uh, straight I, up there's, yeah. It contradicts itself in very many, in very, very uh, obvious ways compared to the, the back of the box mm-hmm. talks about the game and the theme in, in a certain way. And then reading it in the rule book kind of contradicts each other about whether this is uncharted area or if this is an area that where people used to be and left there. The theme just doesn't do anything for this game. The, the name Boone Lake really has nothing to do with this game. The cover box art doesn't look like anything really to do with this game. <laughs> like it just doesn't. And it's odd because you'll find in like certain areas of, of the game and uh, like on your player board, there's going to be circuits like, like, like circuits, like, electro- <laughs> like you know, that you find in your yeah. computer, little circuits in the artwork. But this is supposed to be like old timey, like farmers and cattle and, but is it futuristic? Yeah. I'm not sure because they don't really explain it properly. It, it's, uh, one of the things it says you're you're going to be doing is you know like modernizing, but but it, it's not it's not prevalent in the game. Like no, it, maybe the technology got, isn't involved anywhere yeah. in anything. It's a very 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 strange. It's like the modernizing technology is your resources. Like, I guess I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I usually I can find uh, a loose way of connecting theme the theme just doesn't the name boon lake does not mean anything in this game you're just driving a boat down a river and doing a loop-de-loop and getting down and the building and, and you're building some buildings and, and you're putting some cattle out farm. and you're using some levers i guess the levers is the technology but it's like but it's old school it's like wooden levers and string and rope and stuff but the, and then not, there's circuitry yeah. in, the, in the name of boon lake on the cover of the box it's got circuits like a circuit board in the name boon yeah. lake but then the art doesn't match what's going on in the game. So, yeah, the the cover art on the box doesn't match what's on the no, not at all on the board. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe someone can explain it to me. But and we're not <laughs> the only people that think this. No, everyone we've played with has been like, so what is the theme here? And we're like, we don't know. We're like, not. Don't worry about really... the theme. Let's just play the game. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's ignore the theme because there's a pretty cool game sitting here. Okay, so we don't need to bash the theme anymore. We don't get it. Maybe someone can tell us. I don't know. We've read through everything. We've we've analyzed this up and down. It obviously just didn't seem um, necessary for us. Like, we can play the game and... No, no, no. The theme didn't really matter. Um, So as long as you don't get hung up on it, uh, you can move forward. So theme aside, uh, we can talk about the artwork. Okay, so the artwork is great. It's really good. Yeah. Like the box is beautiful. Yep. It's got this uh, lotus floating in what I presume is Boone Lake yeah. on the front of the, 
of the box and some nice buildings and uh, mountain ranges Which, and a sunset. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. The board itself, again, gorgeous. It has It's very reminiscent of Maracaibo and uh, Great Western Trail, honestly. More so on the Great Western Trail side of things. It looks very similar. Similar style. Um, colorful. Yeah. Uh, soft. Pleasant. Really nice. I really yeah. like it. Artwork. Really good. It's good on yep. the cards. It's good on the tiles. Yep. It's good on everything. Um, so yeah, uh, the components. Components are really good. Um, the, the, oh, the, the dual layer boards and the... Yep, the dual layer boards. The, the action track. Action selection yeah. um, board is very Such cool. Such a cool component. It's excellent. It's this whole idea of, of um, selecting an action and then using it for my benefit, but then knowing that you're going to get benefit from it as well. But the, and I'm going to get a certain amount of movement out of it, depending on where it is on the track, but then it's going to jump down to the bottom and it's going to be totally different for whoever wants to use that next. It's yeah. not going to have the same movement. It's going to cost a different amount. Very interesting. I like that a lot. I really, that actually, I think this is one of the better mechanics I've seen in a long time was this action selection board. Yeah. And then also the, um, the ingenuity, I guess, yeah. um, of the resource management. That's, yeah, it's very cool. Not having to have a pile of bricks and a pile of stones and and passing around cups full of stuff trying to yeah. count out how what many a neat you have. way to it's do resources. It's so simple having these, a little number, like if you have plus one bricks, you, you automatically always have one brick. And if you have a canoe underneath it, now you have two. And if yeah. you have plus, plus two bricks and a canoe under it, you have three. And it's that simple. I really like that. You just move yeah. your two canoes around and you manipulate them how you want to try to to spend those resources to to uh, play your cards down. Yeah. Awesome. The, all the meeples are great. The cows, the, the ranches, the farmers, all awesome. Yeah. All the components are nice, thick, chunky cardboard. I like it a yeah. lot. I have nothing nothing bad to say. I nope. think that Card all quality of it is, is good. Great. Components are great. Yep. Um. So that leads us to whether or not we recommend this game. And if so, uh, who do we recommend it for? I <laughs> really like this me game. Me too. I really I do really, like really yeah. like this game. The theme frustrates me to no end. However, I've decided to look past the theme because this is actually one of my favorite Fister games now. Um, I just wish it had a theme that I made sense and I cared about. Because then this could this game could be extraordinary. Yeah. If this game had a wicked theme on top of it, I don't know what that theme needs to be. No. Yeah. Uh, like I don't get me wrong. I don't know exactly what the theme, what theme would fit great on here. But the game is awesome. The game is fantastic. It's, yeah. It's a tough teach, but once it clicks for you, it's really good. Uh, Great Western Trail is still my favorite. I really like Blackout Hong Kong because of how different it is from a lot of his. I really like Maracaibo. I really like I well, I really like all his games. I think one of the weaker ones is probably the Cloud Age. Um, but that was just him trying to do a a strange, you know, campaigny thing, right? That worked kind of, but whatever. It had cool parts and whatever. But this one I think is right up there. I think that I like this one better than Maracaibo. Um I think this one is kind of tied for me. I think Great Western Trails at the top. Ooh, Mombasa is too. Ooh, it's a tough one. But this one <laughs> is really good. So if you like Alexander Fister, you will like this game if you can get past just it. Just ignore the theme. Doesn't the theme. Mean yeah, it sense. doesn't. Just learn how to play the game and play. Yeah, I, I don't know if you <laughs> don't agree. get hung up on on why uh, why it is the way it is. Just just play. It it is, and it's yeah. If if this had a wicked theme, this could be like an amazing game. Because I really liked it. And I was good at it. Because I can tell when, like, a game is well made for me. You know, like, yeah. if I do well at it, I don't have to win. Yeah. But as long as I have a chance, it's yeah. like, okay, then this this is a kind of a game for me. Because a lot of the times, these, some of these games are way over my head. And, like, I have to think five turns in advance. Or yeah. Whatever, and I just can't do that. This isn't one of them. This is one where you can kind of find your path and kind of what you're attempting yeah. to do and just try to do it and just see how it goes kind of thing and you don't get left in the dust 
Although it does help if you get some good card combinations. If you oh, yeah. can get if you can get cards that um, let you get extra income whenever you get income or give you discounts on doors, yes. that can super help out. Get an engine yeah. going. You get your engine going if you pay attention to those cards and then you're you're playing your cards out and you're you're being smart about what you do. You can really take off in this game. But I do like it. I liked it because it just clicked for me. Yeah. And when it clicked for me, I was like, all right, I, I could play this game. I can teach it to anybody. It's going to be a long teach, but I can certainly teach it to anybody. I think I could even teach this to people. I think you could. Even though you it could. would be long. <laughs> yes. But no, I. it's really, really good. I really, really enjoyed it. It's it's right up there with my favorite Fister games. But oh, just retheme it and we're you have like a unbelievably good game (laughs) so do we recommend it we do if you can get past the theme which is not hard honestly i don't think it's bothersome but yes i if you like fister games definitely try this one you'll you'll like it and um yeah it's it's a it's a tall order yeah up front but once it clicks it's good. So. If people are willing to sit through the teach, then I would I would definitely recommend this yep, because I it's, agree it's an awesome game and it's not complicated. It, it's it's not. one of those that it's going to be look daunting because it's got such a long teach, but it is not complicated. Because there's a lot. It's just got a lot of components. There's a lot of stuff, yeah. but it's not complicated. There's just a yeah. lot, like physically a lot of yeah. things. And that's maybe what it could have done is it could have cut out a few things out of this. Like the... Uh, the lever things are probably not even necessary oh, in this I like game. them i need i don't them. know i wouldn't have gotten I up uh, i th- i think they felt a little uh well that again patched is on well i think a lot of the stuff seems patched on because that's la- like theme again right like yeah, if you I don't can get know. past that those those helped me stay stay oh, I agree. up they're, in, like, they're useful but i don't the think they're i think if we all didn't have them it would be just as fair as if we all had them i don't know it just I think a few things you could delete out of here and, and streamline it, and it could be even better. Yeah, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> but, sure, yeah. But no, we it's a big th- thumbs up from both of us Definitely. for Boone Lake. Um, just, uh, yeah, be prepared for the, the non-existent theme. <laughs> but <laughs> we will call that an episode. So we are going to run... You can find us on Twitter at Meeple Dungeon, YouTube, the Meeple Dungeon, on our, uh, you can email us at uh, the Meeple Dungeon at gmail.com, or you can find us this podcast on all your major podcasting sites. I guess we have issues with it on um, Apple yeah. uh, Podcasts, so we're going to try to take it off of there and then try to resubmit it onto there or whatever, so you should see it on there, but it's on Spotify and Amazon and Podbean and all the all the things out there. iHeartRadio. Okay, so uh but yeah, we're gonna run, so we will see you next week. Cheers! Have a great week everyone. Bye bye.